Hi everyone, it's Mrs. Torkelson. I hope you're all having an amazing week at home with your families and that you are all doing well. Today we're gonna to be taking a look at another one of the Boxcar Children Mysteries. These are just great mysteries that grab your attention and make you wanna keep reading until the very end. And they actually really grab your attention to make you wanna read more in the series as well. So this one is going to be number 49 and it's The Mystery of the Stolen Boxcar, and it's written by Gertrude Chandler Warner. Chapter one, the newspaper article. Henry, Jesse, Violet, Benny, Mrs. McGregor called across the backyard. She held up a newspaper. Mrs. McGregor was the housekeeper for the Alden family. 10-year-old Violet Alden, who'd been playing catch with her six-year-old brother Benny and their dog, Watch, turned around and ran toward Mrs. McGregor. Their older sister, Jessie, who was 12, and their older brother, Henry, who was 14, were repairing a bicycle tire nearby. When they heard Mrs. McGregor, they came quickly over. Our picture, our picture, said Benny excitedly. Mrs. McGregor handed the newspaper to Henry. Sure enough, right there on the front page was a photograph of all four of the Alden children and watch too. They were standing in front of their old red boxcar. Underneath the photograph were the words, a part of Greenfield history and a short article about the Aldens and their boxcar. The story was one of several articles the newspaper was doing on the history of the town. That was because the anniversary of the founding of Greenfield was coming up. The town of Greenfield was holding a big Founders Day celebration. The Aldens were going to have a special Founders Day dinner to celebrate. Look, watch, said Benny, you're in the picture. See, sitting on the stump in front of our boxcar. Watch wagged his tail. Let's take this photograph and put it up in our boxcar, suggested Jessie. May we have the newspaper, Mrs. McGregor? Grandfather's not home, Violet pointed out. He hasn't seen it yet. Mrs. McGregor smiled. He knew it was going to be in the newspaper today. He's planning on buying an extra copy or two. I'm going to cut the picture out of the one up out of one of the copies and put it on the refrigerator and you can keep this one. Thank you, said Jessie. Don't forget, I need you to go to the grocery store for me later, Mrs. McGregor reminded them. We won't, promised Henry. I'll get some scissors so we can cut the picture and the article out, said Violet. And some tape too, said Henry. Violet walked back to the house with Mrs. McGregor to get the tape and scissors. The others went out to the boxcar and sat on the edge of the open doorway to admire the picture. They even put Watch's name in, said Benny, smiling. We're all famous. When Violet came back, she carefully cut out the picture and the article, and they put it up in a place of honor on the door of the boxcar. Anyone who came into the boxcar could see the photograph right away. Jessie returned the rest of the newspaper to the house. As she walked back toward the boxcar, she saw a shiny yellow taxicab pull into the driveway by the house. A thin man with an enormous mustache that curled up at the ends got out of the cab. Little girl, he called, little girl, come here. Where's your grandfather? Jessie didn't like being called little girl, but she walked politely over to the thin man. Wait for me, the thin man told the taxi driver. Then Jessie reached him. He repeated, where is your grandfather? I must speak to him. He's not here, said Jessie. But he should be back soon. Our housekeeper, Mrs. McGregor, is here. The thin man shook his head impatiently. She won't do. She won't do at all. He looked around the Alden's yard. Then he stopped and he stared. 
A smile lit up his face. The ends of his mustache seemed to quiver like the whiskers on a cat. Ah, he said, there she is. Who? Jessie looked around, expecting to see Mrs. McGregor or Violet, but she saw no one. An excellent, excellent specimen, a real collector's item. And I, little girl, am a collector. Jessie still didn't know what the man was talking about. My name is Jessie, she said. Oh, yes, uh, Jessie, Jessie Alden, isn't it? I just saw your picture in the paper. I rushed right over. The man began walking across the backyard toward the boxcar. Jessie went after him. Wait a minute, she said. The thin man walked on. Watch began to bark. Henry looked out the door of the boxcar. Shh, watch, he said. He grabbed Watch's collar and held on to it. But the man didn't seem to notice Watch or Henry, or even Violet or Benny, who had also come to the door. When he reached the boxcar, the man stopped. He reached into his coat pocket and took out a folded newspaper. It was the same newspaper that had their picture in it. Holding up the newspaper, the man looked from the picture on the front page to the boxcar and back again. What are you doing? asked Henry. The man shook his head. Not a very good picture, I'm afraid. Doesn't do justice to the subject at all. I think we all look good, said Benny. The man kept shaking his head. He ignored Benny. Not a good picture at all. Then his smile lit up his face. But good enough for me to take notice, he said. And that's the important thing. He put the newspaper back in his pocket and threw his arms out wide. This beautiful, beautiful boxcar, he exclaimed. I must have it. It must be mine. The Aldens were so surprised that no one spoke for a moment. Then Jesse stepped around in front of the thin man. He was still staring at the boxcar. Excuse me, she said, but what are you talking about? The man lowered his arms. He smiled down at Jesse as if he had noticed her for the first time. Pardon me, he said. My name is Casey Chessie. I'm a collector of trains. I have a train set, Benny said. The man shook his head impatiently. No, 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 not toy trains, real trains. I collect real trains. May I take a closer look at your boxcar? Of course, said Henry. The Aldens watched as Mr. Chessie walked all around the boxcar. They looked aside, or they stood aside as he climbed up on the stump they used for a front step and went inside. Mr. Chessie rubbed his hands as he inspected the inside of the old wooden boxcar. He thumped on the walls and peered into the corners. He even examined the ceiling. Then he sneezed and sneezed again. tight," said Benny. Holding a handkerchief up to his nose as he climbed quickly out of the boxcar, Mr. Chessie said, you have a very fine boxcar. It is a wooden one and those are rather rare. The wooden ones had a nasty habit of catching on fire or getting smashed to bits, but this one is in surprisingly fine condition. Thank you, said Benny. Do you know a lot about trains? I certainly do, said Mr. Chessie. He backed away from the boxcar and stopped. I travel by train. In fact, I have my own special railroad car, an old caboose that I have fixed up. I take vacations in it. That sounds like fun, said Violet. My caboose and I arrived in Greenfield late yesterday, Mr. Chessie went on. I went out for a stroll this morning and just happened to buy a copy of the local paper. And there it was, this boxcar. He rubbed his hands together again. Then he turned abruptly to Henry. When did you say your grandfather would be home? I have something very, very important to say to him. He'll be home soon, said Henry. 
Mr. Chessie nodded. Well, I can wait. It's not every day I get a chance to buy an old boxcar in as good condition as this one. Buy our boxcar, Jessie cried. Is that what you're talking about? Naturally, answered Mr. Chessie. Why else would I be here? I told you I collected trains. Not our boxcar, said Henry firmly. Mr. Chessie smiled. Now, now, children, I'm sure your grandfather will be able to buy you a nice playhouse with some of the money I'm going to pay him for this boxcar. Our boxcar is not just a playhouse, said Jessie. And what has grandfather got to do with it, said Henry? It's not his boxcar, it's ours. Yours? Mr. Chessie didn't like hearing that. He thought for a moment. Then he said, well, I'm willing to pay you a great deal of money for your boxcar. It's not for sale, said Jessie. Not at any price, said Violet. Not even a million trillion dollars, said Benny. As each of them spoke, the smile faded from Mr. Chessie's face. He looked from one to the other. You're being very foolish children, he said. No, we're not, said Jessie. We don't need lots and lots of money. We have everything we need right here with our grandfather. Foolish children, repeated Mr. Chessie. You'll change your minds. He reached into his pocket and pulled out a card. This is my card, he said. If you call this number, you can always reach me. I'll talk to you again soon. We won't change our minds, says Henry. You'll change your mind, said Mr. Chessie. I will have your boxcar. I'll see to it one way or another. With that, he marched back to the waiting taxicab and rode away.